Okay, everybody, welcome back. Tier One Talks. Tonight, I have with us a, a friend of mine, a special guest for you, someone you may or may not know about. Um, but after tonight, you're going to be looking him up, I guarantee it. Um, my friend that I bring to you tonight is named Eric McCormick. He's a former law enforcement officer. He's a personal trainer. And not only is he a personal trainer, he's a personal trainer to uh, a, a celebrity that many of you who are just now getting into archery or bow hunting or hunting you're going to know his number one client. Um, additionally, something that I share with Eric, one of the reasons that we've touched base through the social media world, he is a man of God. And that is important to me. Um, it's important to everybody. Um, so if, if that offends you, then the show isn't for you. I'm a believer in Christ, and I follow him, and he is my Savior. So... No further ado, I'm bringing on the show Eric McCormick from Outlaw Strength. Eric. Hey, how are you? Buddy, it's good to hear your voice. That um, was a really good uh, introduction to your show. I like it. Uh, cool, man. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> that was very good. I, I, wish, I wish we had sat down uh, when you were in town last week. I wish we had been able to make my work schedule meet your family vacation <clears throat> schedule and had the time to record in person. It would have been a blast to do that. Yeah, I, I missed out on that. Uh, it's okay, man. We, we'll we'll get it another time. Um, either I'll come up your way, or like like you're saying, you like the weather down here, seventy two and blue, so much in San Diego. Um, I'm sure you're going to make your way back eventually. Oh, for sure. I I lived in Santa Maria for uh, a couple years, and the weather I just remember was just just like that perfect seventy two degrees, a light breeze every single day. And I definitely love that surfer uh, mentality, that laid back uh, atmosphere that San Diego provides. And the gym was pretty good. The gym you sent me to, the it's gym. called the gym. The gym, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, if so, you're ever in that area, definitely hit that gym up. I could brought my son and, uh, yeah, we went through all the levels and stations. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool facility. I liked it. Yeah, that's that's one of the oldest uh pure bodybuilding gyms in uh, San Diego. There is, there's another one um, that's not as advanced, but back in the Lou Ferrigno days of bodybuilding, that type, there's an old uh, wooden floor gym, you know, with just pure steel everywhere, barbells and dumbbells and nothing trick, but like the full-on bodybuilders go to that one. That's up in the North Park area. Is that where Lou Ferrigno trained? Yeah, back in the day, yeah. In pumping iron, back in those days. Yeah, it was those days. It was the seventies, and <laughs> it just like it was one of those places that you know, like people would travel around and make their way to. But that that place I sent you to over in Pacific Beach called the Gym is a yeah, pretty good. pretty trick facility. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I've trained at the uh, the Venice Beach and also the Golds in Venice Beach, which is pretty uh. Met Charles Glass there. He's like a legendary trainer to the, uh, the bodybuilders. Yeah. And also Randy Orton out front, one of the uh, WA wrestlers. It was pretty cool doing that. It's amazing what you meet at the gyms. Yeah, you know, you, you, run into, <clears throat> you run into a lot of people in fitness facilities. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of celebrities. You know, it's amazing how much work celebrities put into their fitness. And it's important, you know, um, 
as we all age, fit, fitness is so important. I, I'm finding that, uh, matter of fact, I, I have uh, my 20-year-old my is out back right now. He's doing a bonfire with a bunch of his buddies, and he's heading back off to college and football tomorrow, and uh, they're eating a bunch of junk. And, you know, these guys are all, they're all ripped kids that are, like, buff, and they, they uh, I was making fun of them for eating Krispy Kreme donuts, and they're like, hey, man, like, after all the work I put in today... I can eat a Krispy Kreme. I was like, go for it, dude. That's, that's why I, I run my three to five miles every day that I work, you know, that and, and get in the gym and run circuits and, and lift weights, you know, like mm -hmm. to, to enjoy the small things. But that, my diet's probably my downfall, Eric. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, and that's the, that's the hardest thing is the, the eating for performance, eating the nutrition, because it's a, it's a 24 seven job. And, um, I don't know. This is sort of like my forte um, with the nutrition aspect is that uh, through my life, I got into competitive bodybuilding and uh, through bodybuilding, you really learn how to manipulate your nutrition with your training for uh, losing body fat and building muscle. Um, so I understand is that when you're trying to really see those changes in your body and how it performs and how it feels, all comes down to the fuel. What do you put into your body to make it run? And um, I don't know, just with that, it's, it's the biggest struggle for everybody. I mean, look at the temptations, look at what's put out there in front of you, how convenient, how easy it is. But is that the, what the race car needs? And that's where I truly believe in finding out what, you know, what, what's your digestive system, figure out what foods work best for your body. Your body's unique. It's not like anybody else's. So that's the first thing I started. Do you run diesel or do you run uh, unleaded or do you have to run special premium? Find out what foods work best for your body. But um, all about eating for performance, having a balanced nutrition is the key that I've really learned over doing 39 bodybuilding shows. When I got down to my best shape, it was all about eating balance. No kidding. And yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a science. Your body's a machine. It needs things at certain times to make it perform. And this is where you sort of have to maybe take a step back and look at your car. I try to treat my body as a, as a machine. It's a car. Yeah. Um, a car, a car needs certain things. So think of it this way. Go back to when you were born and pick out the car that you want your, your body to be. So in 1973, that's when I was born. So I definitely picked a 1973 Camaro, right? <laughs> a muscle yeah, car. Yep, yep. Uh, it cost $3,500. Uh, and I think the V8, it was another $75 to get the V8 in it. And it's sort of funny when you look at these, these, this car, what have you done to take care of that car? What kind of fuel do you put in that car? What kind of oil do you put in that car? How is it running? So I sort of look at my body as, as your car. So with the fuel, that's the most important, right? What do you put into to make that car run efficient? That's, that's such a good point. It's funny because I say that to my 11-year-old who is addicted to junk food. Well, I wouldn't say he's addicted. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a normal 11-year-old normal kid. No, sugar is addicting. Sugar is the most addicting thing that we have on the planet because it, it makes you feel good. Yeah. When you eat it, either it's, Instant, my body is like, thank you, thank you. 
But that's where the roller coaster happens, man. I mean, that's where diabetes, this is where all these ups and downs from high sugars to starving to overeating. It's all about balance. Yeah. All about can, giving your body what it needs to function. And that's where, I mean, I can, I, I can, I'm really, uh, this is where our whole country is just dying. I mean, this is where it's just like we are overeating and we're not training. We're not exercising. We're not moving our bodies. Yeah. Well, n- number one, you're, you're right on that. The, well, the diet is just, it, it's the diet of America is commercialized. It is, mm-hmm. it is fast. It is convenient. It is quick. And, um, it is, it is full of artificial flavoring sweeteners and immediate satisfaction. Second, yeah. people, for some reason, people don't want to sweat. And I don't get that. <laughs> well, just... it's, no, it's pain. It's pain. People don't want to be discomfort. And that's the truth of anything. People don't like to feel uncomfortable. They want to be comfortable. Comfortable pillows. Comfortable whatever you're doing. Oh, nice, comfortable shoes, socks. And that's where our society has sort of gotten weak to, uh, uh, to a, a standard, I guess you'd say. So just think of it this way. The, um, there was a study in 2018 that they did. They said of how the population, how many people exercise. They said 20% of the population exercise. This is 2018, before the pandemic. Yeah. And they considered exercise to be 150 minutes of cardio training for the week and two days of resistance training. So that means that every single day you go walk for 20 minutes. And uh, twice during the week, you'll do a little band workout or push-ups or something like that. And that's what they consider the norm for that's, that 20%. That's not going to do shit. <laughs> but but that's, what the, that's what they consider the norm. Remember when we were growing up, you were mandated to do PE every single day. You know what? Every single day. You had to do an hour of exercise every single day. You know, we're, we're roughly and now this, yeah, we're roughly the same generation. Do you remember the presidential fitness awards? Oh yes, yes. I don't think those <laughs> exist anymore. Uh uh-uh. uh Are those gone? All those things. I I think so. I mean, I don't know. East Under School is a little different, but I mean, I know that exercise has really went to the the sideline to everything. Yeah, and it's the most overlooked area of everything. It, it's a shame, but because that's what, it, it's where it, it is such a liberating feeling to be in good shape, and it's an investment mm-hmm. in your future as you age. I I'm watching yeah. I'm watching my parents. Um, my parents are in their eighties, and uh, my father was a professional, and he decided that you know I, I was like the disappointment going in going into uh, public service was a disappointment to him. You know, that like I had gone to college and gotten a degree and then became a public servant, you know, big whoop. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed my career. It's been a great career. But my, my father was inactive and desk bound throughout his career. And I'm watching him at 80 years old pay the price of it. He, yeah. Do, do you remember the Carol Burnett show? How there was the guy that would like move like shuffling? Always hunched over. Always hunched over. That's my dad now. He he was six foot. Yeah. He was six foot two. Um, you know, he was a two hundred and some odd pound guy. Kind of looked a little bit like Tom Magnum, so he thought. And uh, yeah. 
And he, uh, honestly, now he, he's out of shape. Um, he doesn't have strength. He struggles with his legs, struggles with mobility. It's really sad, and it's, it's a huge motivation for me, being the father of three boys and a, and a girl, um, raising athletes, showing them to be strong and athletic and be in shape throughout your life. When You know, being, being in my 50s and people look at me and they go, wow, like, you don't look like the typical 50-year-old. That's, that's my goal. Now I'm I'm not where yeah. you, I'm not where you and your clients are, but I hope to be. You know, I I, I work every day towards it. Yeah, it's a grind. It's, it's a, a grind, and that's where you just you don't, and that's where people are so hard on themselves. We get to comparing against other people and what they're doing, and, and, and this is your journey. This is your path that you're on, and it's a marathon. This is like the ultra, ultra, ultra marathon you've ever been on in your life. Yeah. And, and right now I'm at 47, going to be 48 years old. I think that right now I'm in halftime. Right now I'm coming out of halftime. My coach is talking with me. How am I going to finish these last two quarters? And realistically for health, you want to be able to be flexible, mobile, moving without pain, and be able to uh, not be stuck in a wheelchair. You want to still have adventures and be able to do the things you want to enjoy in life. And that's why you train. It's for those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's, it's to be able to survive a trade that uses your body. And it's also mm-hmm. to, at the end of it, to have a life after that you get, like, if you get to retire, to enjoy your life and do your activities you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it, it's for your dad. It's never too late. You should grab him and start making him do some stretching and some cardio. Stretching is the almost overlooked area of fitness. Everybody out there is listening. Stretching is the first form of resistance training. It's connecting with your body. It's giving you a diagnostic of your body of what's going on with it. And I do a movement stretch before I perform. Any top-level athlete is going to circulate blood through those major muscles, through the joints, the ligaments, before they perform. And so stretching have your dad start stretching. That's working against gravity, working against that tightness, standing up, working on some cardiovascular training and nutrition, nutrition and hydration. So let me, can I just say there's five components to fitness. I just want to briefly talk about, we could talk about it for a moment. Oh, let's do it. Come back and dive in. Hey, this is your show. Talk what you want talk about what you want to talk about. So there's there's five components that I've really discovered over my 33 years of training. Um, it's all about finding a balance. And these five components, you can juggle them however you want, but if you can install them into your life and find a balance, they'll give you a direction of being healthier in that longevity, that marathon that we're talking about. So the first component the most important is your team. Who do you put on your team? Who do you surround yourself with? that's going to be the light, lift you up, put you in the right direction, want to lift others up. It can make you better. It can make you live without pain. Whatever you really need, that's your team. Um, example for me, um, training partners. I have Cam Haynes is one of my training partners. He's the toughest individual I've ever came across. And that inspires me to keep pushing and keep hammering and keep pushing forward. Um, a doctor, I got a great doctor that I get physicals, I get blood work done. I want to know what my body's doing internally. I have a great manual therapist. I have a great acupuncturist. 
If you have struggle with nutrition, talk to a nutritionist. If you have problems with weight training or don't know how to weight train, find a trainer. They're worth their weight in gold if you find a good one. You have to find that person that you connect with. So yeah. your team, who do you surround yourself with is the most important. Yeah. What do you think about that? That's the first component. I, I, it, it's, so, it's so simple and so complex at the same time. It's, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. I mean, first off. Yeah, like, your team under fire department, right? You guys yeah. have a team. You guys train together. You guys perform together. Exactly. And when I was a cop, the same thing. Um, I did uh, uh, SWAT school. So we have to work as a team when you're clearing houses and doing things like that. You have to know what that, that guy on your shoulder is going to be looking out for you. You know what I mean? You trust each other. You work as a team. Yeah. It's a, it has to be an implicit trust that everyone's going to do what's best for the other person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And that's where you just sort of have to be real with yourself and say, where do I need, where am I struggling the most? And where do I need help? And everybody should have a doctor. You know, that's number one, for sure. Everybody should have a doctor getting their internal health checked. But then looking at those other avenues, uh, uh, other teammates, your your spouse, your loved ones, those are teammates. Those are people that you want to help and they want to help you. Um, Who else could be on your team? Um, These Facebook groups or Instagram, those are team members. You know, you found me on Instagram, right? Yeah. Through Cam. Yep. Well, I mean, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm now we're sort of part of a team. We're talking to people and helping them find their way, find a, a balanced way to take control of their health again and find that pathway. Right. It's because there's a lot of fog out there. There's so much fog. <laughs> people are like, what do I do to get healthy? You know, where do I start? Where do I go from here? You know, it, it's funny that you say that, that um, I get a lot of questions. I get a lot of direct messages for people training for selections and academies and how I came up with my workouts, and they want to know where the program is. And honestly, the, the program's entirely in my head. And, and uh, mm-hmm. But, um, like, there's no book. There's no app. Um, but, I, but I've picked parts from people that I've met and respected over the decades that I've been training and found what has worked for me. Um, yeah. Found your style, your style of martial art. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you have your own style. Yeah. And it's, it's called, it's called, I'm going to push until I can't push anymore. <laughs> it's, it, it's work out really hard to get rid of mental anguish is probably, yeah, no, that's probably like the big thing. So, um, mm-hmm. let's, let's finish out the five parts and then we, we need to go back and actually introduce you. Cause like, like what I know about you, oh. no, no one else knows. So we're gonna have to go back and and tell everybody who Eric is and how he got. Oh, to where so he I'll is. I'll try to rip through these five components yeah. so we have a little extra time. So the first component is the most important: is your team. The second component we just sort of briefly talked about is your fuel. What do you put into the car? What is that that energy? Do you know how many calories your body is burning? Do you know what your heart rate is? Do you know uh, your expenditure? Do you know your intake? So there's a lot of tech. I, I don't guess anymore. I, I need to know what my gauges are doing. So when you're driving a NASCAR, you have like all these different gauges. So I don't guess. So that's where I wear a fitness tracker. I wear the Fitbit. Um, there's Garmin. There's Apple. Fitbit's like the cheapest one and it's the smallest one because I don't like uh, things in the way of when I lift or move. Yeah. I, so I, I wear I the wear Charge 4. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. So, but these fitness trackers, they're going to find out what your heart's doing because the faster your heart beats, the more energy your body burns. And it's, it's a formula doctors came up with. It's called a basic metabolic rate. People are like, is it really accurate? Yes, it is very accurate because it's constantly counting your heart. And if it misses one, it's not going to add heartbeats in. It's going to be always working to your benefit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's where I use this technology. And that's where I'm really looking at what is my heart doing during exercise? What is my heart doing? Because that's the most important muscle that's going to keep you living. And I want my heart to be the most efficient. And if I'm not giving it the right fuel, the heart's still gonna, it's going to have to speed up. We want the heart to run the most efficient. That's why you got to give it carbohydrates. You got to give it fuel. You got to give it energy. Oh man! So your fuel is the most important. So this is where, you know, if you went to a nutritionist, a nutritionist is just going to gear around basic overall health, right? They're going to say 50% of your calorie intake should be carbohydrates, 20% protein, and 30% fat. Right. That's for general population. But when somebody exercises, those variables are going to change because when you're causing more muscle damage, you need to make sure you implement more protein to rebuild the muscle damage you've done from training. Yeah. And that's where it, it, it comes down to you got to use common sense. You got to know the variables and you got to use common sense. So your fuel, you got to know what your body's burning. You got to know what your intake is. There's apps out there. I use my fitness pal. It's a free app. You can download it. Uh, and you scan your foods, you weigh them in, it will tell you exactly your macros. Your macros are your proteins, your carbs, and your fats. And there's one other one is your hydration, water. Water is the most important nutrient you can put into your body. 75% of the population is dehydrated. You need to shuttle in water. Water transports your nutrients, makes the muscle function, brain function, bodily function. So I drink at least a gallon to a gallon and a half every single day. I'm about 190 pounds right now. So it's all about how much energy you burn and how much you need to put into your body. So your fuel is the second component. How is that? That's pretty good. It's pretty concise. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting, but we, I mean, I'm getting we can dive into out. nutrition. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I mean, this is where it's like we can, I mean, nutrition is, it's, we're all unique, but we still burn energy. Your body is constantly making energy 24-7. And that's what I've learned over my years, man. When I've got down to my leanest state, it's all about balanced nutrition. Before I train, I got to have carbs. When I get done training, I got to have carbs. Carbs are not your enemy. Yeah. It's the processed foods and eating more than what you burn. If you're always, so let me just go one more thing and I'll, and I'll stop about nutrition. No, if everybody in the world wore a Fitbit, Fitbit would love that, right? They, oh, <laughs> they yeah. would love that. Right. So if you just ate 100 calories less, 100 calories less every single day from what you burn to what your intake is, right? Mm -hmm. 100 calories. That's not very much. Over 365 days is 36,000 calories. If you Google one pound of body fat, you Google it, it will say you need to burn 3,500 calories to, to burn one pound of body fat. So if we did that in the standard over the world, we would lose 10 pounds of body fat every single year. That's too simple. So that's where we, we're, we're going the other direction. We're eating 100 calories more and we're not exercising. 
still say ate the same and started exercising every single day, that would start changing our obesity. You know that the average person is obese now? Is it over 30% body fat? Yeah, I believe that. I mean, you look around. I mean, the kid I was just telling you about, my 20-year-old that's outside right now, he was just telling me that you know, it's hard to find a fit female out there now, a, a young lady. He, right. He, he looks around and he's like, man, there are not that many young, young ladies that are actually in shape. And that's where I really, I mean, I love working with these top level. I mean, Cam Haynes, uh, Colby Covington, these super studs. Yeah. But really, there's so many people that are being missed. There are so many people that are lost and they don't know where they're, you know, what, where to start. And, and that's where these kids, the future, I mean, if I had me at 13 years old, I was struggling. I didn't know what I was doing. So I started reading Muslim Fitness Magazine. But in the magazines, they always contradict themselves to get you to buy more magazines, right? Yeah. Oh, what's this month? Oh, what's this month? Yep. So that's what, if we actually could educate kids, the 13-year-olds, the 18-year-olds on proper nutrition, exercising, understand their bodies, this would start changing the curve. You know, so everybody out there is listening, uh, get your kids involved and start training with them and start watching their nutrition, start helping them, go buy them a Fitbit, go buy them a Garmin, get them the best gym memberships. Don't go cheap. Always go the best, you know? Stop going, cutting corners. Yeah. Stop cutting corners with your health. It's you spend $700 a month on your car, yep. right? I mean, or, and you're, and what are you spending on yourself? Yeah, I, I get pretty heated about that. <laughs> Sorry about that. I started getting in a rant. No, no worries, Eric. I, I love your passion. I'm, I'm kind of the same way, you know, like I, I love fitness has been a part of my journey. It's been, you know, for ever since I was, I remember when, uh, like going back to those presidential fitness awards, I remember when I couldn't do a pull-up and it was embarrassing. So I decided I was going to be able to do pull-ups and then, you know, pull-ups and then running and then swimming. And, uh, yeah. You know, I was a college athlete, and, and I was fortunate with that and had training in the weight room. And, of course, you know, I had unlimited food when I was in college. And then, then I got in the fire department in the early 90s, and there was no gym in the fire station when I first got in the fire department. And um, now uh, I'm blessed. I'm full circle. Uh, I work in a, in a specialty inside the fire department at Rescue, and we have probably the best gym in the San Diego fire department now. And I'm in there two, three times a day and I get to run down at the Harbor. So I get to run, right. I get to run and swim on duty and, and I, I get to uh, climb stairs on duty and hike on duty. Um, I get to climb, you know, the local mountains for cliff rescue training and, and uh, then you get paid to train. And, but that's what your job is. Yeah. I, your I job is to be asked to perform. And that's where I went out with the cop. That's where most cops, it's a high stress sitting and waiting for the next call. And uh, I mean, I used to train at the academy in defensive tactics, uh, taser, uh, the physical fitness testing. Yeah. So I saw all the people coming through of, uh, I mean, you just see the standards just dropping in the physical fitness. But you are paid to perform. That's your job, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am. And so is everyone else in all the trades, right? Yeah. Uh, however, for sure. however, society is changing and mm -hmm. standards are getting thrown out the window. 
And like, mm-hmm. one, like one of the things I do, like people, like this is comical because my running is not compared to your fa- favorite clients running, but I run a lot. Like in February, I ran every single day and tried to see how many miles I could put in. And in, in February, I put in like two days worth of uh, Cam Haynes miles. You know, he, he, he probably runs an ultra marathon on one day and then a 50 miler on the next day. And, and you No, know, but running's hard. There it's hard is on the nothing, body. There is nothing harder on the body than running. Yeah. And, and that's where it's like uh, when you get older, it's just a pounding. It's just a constant pounding on your body. So don't be too hard on yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, but <laughs> don't be kidding. So we, when I got hired, we had a standard of uh, a three mile run under twenty four minutes, and yeah, and so I've done that at least once every month my entire career, and at you know I'm still doing it. You know I'm, I can still yep. run three miles under twenty four minutes, and I still run four miles under thirty two minutes, and mm-hmm. and um, that's a lot of my endurance art in my Instagram workout posts like that's the section like that uh more often than not it's it's running sometimes it's rucking sometimes it's you know climbing sometimes it's riding a bike sometimes it's rowing but more often than not it's running and it's because in every every one of those careers at some point you're going to go through a SWAT academy a police academy a fire academy boot camp um, a selection process and you you know what they're going to make you run your balls off (laughs) guaranteed and you're probably climbing under stuff and over stuff just to let you know that too and probably pushing and pulling a lot of stuff exactly it probably probably dragging and and pulling more than yes yep yes exactly yeah hey let's finish those those parts and then let's jump into back into meeting so we talked about team we talked about your fuel the third component is your motor which is your heart heart lungs uh-huh. And that's where I use technology. I, I want to know what my heart's doing. Do you know what your resting heart rate is? And everybody should know what your resting heart rate is. Yeah. Especially and that's where you want. Yeah. I mean, and that's where it comes down to it. Remember the gauges in your car. This is just one of the gauges. And it's the most important gauge. You know, when you get older, and that's where I've sort of changed my training. You know, I've got my heart rate down in the 40s. But it took me a period of time to get that. I've lost muscle. I've lowered some extra um, weight down. I'm doing more cardio, but my heart's more efficient, so I'm going to live longer. Train for your age. Train for where you're at and what you're really trying to do. Yeah. So your motor is the most important. Then it goes into your armor, which is the weight training like your dad. You know, gravity is always pushing down onto your structure, and that's where the weight training comes in. Uh, you don't need to do a lot, but at least a couple times a week, and it should be the whole entire body. But that's where, you know, I believe in weight training. It's just a huge uh, building recovery. It makes your body more durable. Um, me and Cam, we train three to four times a week in weight training. And that's really helped him um, from injuries and being more well-balanced. Because we want to be balanced in strength and endurance and flexibility balance and all those things we want to be an athletic person yep so that's where the armor comes in you got to do some form of uh, resistance training and then the last is probably the most overlooked area is recovery what do you do to recover your body so you can keep training that you can keep functioning and uh, there's lots of different things for recovery nutrition is the most important hydration 
um, stretching, uh, massage, uh, acupuncture, back to supplementation. There's tools. I use the Hypervolt. I use the Buff Enough. Great tools. It's all about coming down to circulating blood through those areas. It's not about so much of uh, trying to restrict the blood flow, increasing the blood flow to let the muscle heal. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if you have a damaged area or something, it's not about just restricting the flow. You want to let that nutrient, with, as long as the blood has the nutrients in it, and what you need from your nutrition, it will heal that muscle. So recovery, and that's where I do a lot with Cam. People don't see what I do. Is I stretch and I buff him and I make him um, for the first hour and a half. Then we do our weight training. But when I get his body, I'm looking at, okay, where does he need help? His shoulder. It's a lot of back problems and hip problems. This is the pounding. I mean, 17 miles every day. That's insane. I mean, it is, but that's how he runs. You know, I've never met an individual like him and it inspires me, but my job is his pit crew. He brings his car in after he runs it on the track and I need to get up and running, you know, and we've been working together for 11 years. And just to give you a little example, when he ran his first hundred mile or 11 years ago, he did in 29 hours. I think it was 29 hours. He just ran one recently this year and he did it in 22 hours. That's insane. So he's faster, and he's fifty-three years old, and he's getting older. Yeah, I, yeah, he's he, he's a dog I'm chasing. Uh, I don't I don't know if I'm ever gonna, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to put those miles in, but I, I look at his mantra of you know run, lift, shoot, and yeah, that's that's that's, but that's where I'm he's going. like. I mean, I live and breathe with him all the time, and and I take from him. It's like when you talk about taking from individuals and then applying it to your style. I do the same thing. The reason we've been working together for 11 years is that I push him in areas that he needs to be pushed, and then he motivates and pushes me in the areas that I need to be pushed. We sort of work off each other. Yeah, it's a good relationship. But with, exactly. But with the cardio and endurance training, find out what your body needs. So I can't run as much because I have a bad knee, and I have flare-ups every once in a while. But you know what? I just went out and bought a bike. So I got a bike now. So when my knee flares up, I'm just going to transition into a different set of cardio. Yeah. You know, so I can work around these injuries and these pains that you have, but I'm not going to stop. Yeah. So just find out, you know, you know what I mean? That's a big thing is that, you know, like injuries don't mean stop, you know, like you can, you can work around injuries. Absolutely. People lose their legs, people lose their arms and they, you know, the challenge athlete foundations, they still find ways to do triathlons and lift weights and do CrossFit. And, you know, I, I have the same thing. I, I've had both my knees done from work and, you know, some days they hurt. They, and, and, <laughs> right. And, and like they, needles. Yeah. And, and they normally hurt from me neglecting myself with one of your factors, which is my nutrition. You know, um, it's amazing the inflammation you can feel when you get off of eating clean. If, yeah, the, when you eat the sugars, it just inflames your body. Yes, absolutely. And and mm-hmm. a lot of people and rich foods too. Yeah, and rich foods do the same thing. And and alcohol, alcohol is just like mm-hmm. a, it's, it's liquid sugar, and, and also dehydrates your body. Also, oh yeah, that's it's what, a double it's a double whammy: sugar and dehydrate. Yeah, that's why you end up hungover. Um, <laughs> which which. The, 
this morning I actually was because I'm, you know, my wife took three of our kids to to Texas to go scout out where we're moving to, and and uh, I was here alone, so I I made a perfect meal for myself. I had a, a steak, shrimp, and broccoli, and watched the sunset go down. Then I made myself a drink, and then I made a couple more and a couple more, and you know, talking about the the stress on the heart and everything. I looked at my stress, yeah. my stress factor on my Garmin this morning, and because of the drinking that I did. It was the highest I've ever seen it. And my resting heart rate at overnight was higher than it's been for, for a long time. And it's just, yeah. it just goes to show it's, it's a poison. It's a toxin. And, you know, moderation is key. If you're going to, if you're going to play around with that stuff, cause it's going to hold you back yeah. on your goals. It's balance. It comes down to balance. And this is where I try to tell people. It's like when I have somebody I'm working with, you got to grade yourself. So give yourself a grade. Where would you put yourself in an A, a F to an A? Where would you put your overall health? Yeah. Max me, Kevin. Where would you put yourself? Ah, uh, man. Right now, I'd say I'm a strong middle of the road B. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. So, so that's 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 what we're looking for. We're looking for a good solid B. So when I come into the things, I'm like, well, let's try to get that to be a B plus. Yeah. You know, these, and when I have somebody that's a D or an F, let's just try to be a C. Let's try to be a C for a little while and let's try to be a B. And the best way of doing that is getting a training calendar. So just getting a calendar and start recording your expenditure, your intake. Did you train? Did you exercise? And then sort of grade yourself on that month. You know, grade yourself on that 30 days of how you did. And don't be too hard on yourself, but really give yourself, give yourself that grade of where you're trying to get to. If you want to be, and A, you're going to have to be perfect. You're going to have to be, you know, doing your cardio every single day. You're going to have to be eating just right. Maybe on Sunday you could have one skit, one cheat meal. But you're not going to have any days that you miss it. You know, you're going to have to, have to drink your water. And that's where locking on these training calendars can really help you bring your overall grade up of your health. And that's where I really want to preach to people. It's like, man, just be real with yourself. You don't need to be like me. You don't need to be like Cam Haynes. There's only one of them. Yeah. Just be a better version of you and spiritual through God, through your, your beliefs, through your training. Take care of what God gave you, man. He gave you an amazing machine. Run that machine hard, but take care of it. Yep. Yep. I agree. That's, you know, like our slogan for uh, tier one athletes is competing with who I was yesterday. I'm just trying to get 1% better. <laughs> See, and that's the grind. That is the grind. But there's always some of those five components we talked about. There yeah. are so many things that you got to work on. It's your team, your motor, your armor, your nutrition, your recovery. But you got to have all, you have to be touching all those components a little bit. When you're younger, maybe there's not as much of recovery. Like for your dad, he's somebody you love. This is somebody that's really important to you. So this is somebody that's, that we need to help. So we need to help your dad and make him a D to a C. So yeah. with him, hydration, movement, find out what he likes to do for movement and then take him to the gym once or twice a week and go easy on him. <laughs> but yeah. stretching is probably the easiest way. Yoga is probably a great way to start that resistance training, but doing some cardio, circulating blood, that's probably the most in nutrition. That's the most important thing, circulating blood and nutrition for I, your dad. Yeah, I guarantee hydration, nutrition, and just getting out and, and getting, yep. getting, you know, a couple thousand steps a day would just be astronomical life change for him. 
or just do cycling. Get him on a bike because he still can do this natural sitting position. He's used to that. So you're just going to pump all that blood right through his organs, through his heart, through his body, through his legs. You know, legs and hips are the most important. Yeah. Legs, hips, and core. That's going to keep your body stable so you're not stuck in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Got to, you got to work, so, focus on that old transverse plane when you're young, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Finding that balance. Yep. So those are the five components. That's the most thing I wanted to preach to everybody is like, Hey, look at those five components, get a training calendar. If you're not getting, if you don't have a Fitbit, go get one. If you don't have a tracking fitness tracker, go get one. If you never tracked your food, you should. You should at least know what your body's doing. And and you eat the same stuff every day pretty much, right? Everybody does. I mean, yeah. I mean, so you should just sort of know where you're at. So, and also, you know. And everybody I, has I would a just cell recommend. phone too. You know, everybody has a everybody cell phone. Does. So if you have a cell yeah. phone, go get on the app store. Get my fitness pal. Like you said, it's Under Armour. It's free. And it's, mm-hmm. it's easy to use. It really is. It's very easy to use. And I don't know if it's, if it feeds into Fitbit, but it does feed into Garmin. You can sync them. And, but I keep them separate. So I like to, I, I don't sync them together because when I sync them together, it's going to say, go ahead and eat more food, blah, blah, blah. I, I want to use them as two different variables. I'm going to use my Fitbit just to get my heart rate, my expenditure, my active minutes, my sleep. I'm going to get those diagnostics, but I'm going to take control of my nutrition. That's why I use them totally different. So when I'm trying to lose body fat, when I'm going through a cutting phase to lose body fat, I do it over a 12 to 16 week process. It's not like an overnight process to lose body fat. You know, it's a very slow, methodical thing. And that's where, with the fitness trackers, there's three different tracking zones. There's a fat burning zone, there's a cardiovascular zone, and there's a peak zone. So if you want to lose body fat, you got to be in fat burning zone. Right? This is where you got to use, when you're working more cardiovascular, your body's using the food or muscle tissue's energy. So that's where it's like these trackers are great because then you can find out where's fat burning zone for you. And then you want to spend some time doing that if that's your, what your goal is. Yeah. It's all about performance. If you're trying to do a certain thing, you need to eat for that thing. You make it sound too easy. It's not that easy. Eric. Well, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just like, I mean, it's just second nature for me. I'm still, I'm still working on these disciplines every single day. You know, mm-hmm. it's that grind that you're talking about. And the nutrition is the most important. And I've, I've obsessed about nutrition for a long time. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've done every single diet on the planet. I even did vegetarian for 30 days. I watched a show called, uh, um, how was it called? It's a great documentary. Um, and I did a vegetarian diet for 30 days. And man, my energy level did spike after about a week of just eating vegetarian, a lot of carbohydrates, not very much meat. Uh, but I did feel after a couple of weeks, my body did adjust and I was lacking in some protein. Oh yeah. So I do take from these concepts, you know, I, I do experiment because you want to experiment what works best for you. But what I've learned over doing 39 bodybuilding shows, is all about balanced nutrition, eating carbs to make your body so you can train. Never take, never get bad training sessions. That's, that sort of defeats the whole concept. I want to have great training sessions, but when you get really low, like below 6% body fat, that's where, you're never going to have a lot of stores of energy anymore. You know, when you're running about 10 to 8% body fat, you are running the car at the most optimal level. 
because you have some stuff to pull from. Yeah. Well, I'm not there. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got a lot of fuel right now. <sighs> yeah. But. So just something that out there, there's three starting points. First starting point is your internal health. That's with your doctor. The second is your physical fitness. That's like a physical fitness test that you can do. Like the fire department, you do a physical fitness, police do a physical fitness test. And then the last one is your body composition. Go out and get your body fat test done. Uh, that was sort of be an eye opener for you and yeah. see where you're at. Um, you know, and I definitely recommend that. I've done a DEXA scan and hydrostatic are my go-to when I'm doing uh, competitions because I want to know what my nutrition is doing. So I do a body fat test every four weeks to see if I'm losing muscle tissue, I'm losing body fat. What do I need to change? Yeah, the, the, just really fine tuning it. The fire department does that to us every year, and it's never good news. You know, it's all right. Yeah, like, and you, even though you you train all the time, just think if you didn't train all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we're dealing with sleep deprivation, you know, cortisol, stress, yeah, stress, mm-hmm. uh, all the stuff. You know, as you know, you know from your previous career, you know what what the careers do to you uh, mentally, emotionally, physically. You know, it's it's a you're battling destruction of everything your entire yeah. career. Society life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, and if you, especially if you care about people, it, it just really wears on you. And that's where it's like, you have to have an outlook. You got to have a team. You got to be able to train. You got to be able to let out that negative energy that you're being exposed. And that's where training. When I was a police officer, I trained every single day. I mean, I shot my gun every single week, yeah. you know, because that was my tool. That was, I went out to the range, we got free bullets. So I'd go out every single week and shoot my handgun, shoot my handgun, shoot my handgun. You know, that was just my routine. I just took training to a whole different level. And that's where I've just transitioned that extreme training into normal people's lives because you're still fighting for quality of life. You're fighting for your life. Right. And that's, that's worth fighting for. That's worth waking up a little earlier and prepping your food for the day. That's worth going to the gym and hurting for an hour. You know, that's, it's all worth it for your quality of life. Yeah, it is. Where, where were you a police officer? Uh, I was here in Junction City. So I live in Eugene or I live in Springfield, Oregon. So I, I was a police officer in Junction City, which is a little town outside of Eugene, which is where the track meets. Is, it's a little bigger city. But Junction City is a smaller city, a population about 6,500. But it was the junction to three different counties, Lane County, Lynn County, and Benton County. So when those counties would need help, we would assist. So we were like, we were like the perfect location. And I worked for a really small agency. So when you work for a small agency, you have to be able to do detective work, all the skills. You didn't have somebody that you handed it off to. So that's where uh, our police chief was very adamant about training. So we got sent to FBI interrogation, evidence, uh, specialized police training, SWAT school. So I got to be exposed to a lot of cool training that normal police officers would never get exposed to. Yeah. That's good. That's all good stuff. How long were you a police officer? uh, I was a police officer for 13 years, halfway through my career. And then you chose to get out. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's the hardest job in the world and that's where, uh, you're dealing with life and freedom. You know, you have the most extreme power and 
I don't know, you're just always going into the worst. And I'm a very positive person, and I'm always trying to lift people up to make them better. Uh, and it's just a wearing job. And after 13 years, I had a, a, a personal uh, experience that pretty much uh, just devastated me. I never got counseling. That's where I started in 99. And back in those days, when something happened, it was like, don't get help. Don't, don't never show weakness, you know? And uh, I just soaked it up. I just buried it, and I just tried to push it away. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it got to me a period of time that uh, I decided I was training with Cam. I had met him when I was still a cop. And uh, he was growing, and I just sort of made a decision of, of stepping away from law enforcement and going back to my roots. My roots were training. That's why I became a cop. I trained two cops, and they came to me. as like, hey, would you like to be a cop? I was like, uh, no, I never thought about that. I never even thought about being a police officer. But I was a personal trainer, and they're like, man, you got what it takes. You know, you're a beast. We need guys like you. So they still recruited me. I had to compete to get the position, but um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a ride. It was a thirteen year. I mean, I'm happy I did it. Yeah. You know, it really made me. I mean, it was a, a the most craziest job, like things you see. But no, it's, it's the hardest job ever I had to do. That's the I thing like that, what I do now. Yeah, the, yeah. That's the thing that people don't understand is that. The, the things that you do, the things that you see, you can't undo those things and you can't unsee those things. You can't unlive those experiences and, and they become indelible ink in your soul. And, yeah. And you're right. The, uh, I, I started my career, uh, late 92, early 93, and I'm still dealing with some of those things that were pushed down. Um, like you were saying, you know, just deal with it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, fortunately now, like of all the things that you're saying of, about having a team, like at the tail end of my career, fire department has a team now, you know, like we have, we have athletic trainers, we have counselors, we have, you know, ways to get things out. Um, I've been doing equine horse therapy, which is amazing. Um, yeah. and, uh, you're right. Those things that they, they, they the, the things that become part of you that are never healed, that never got counseled. It, first off, let me tell you, brother, it's never too late. It's, it's never too yeah. late because they're, they're always part of you. They're not going to magically go away and finding, finding the right uh, outlet to properly process them and get them dealt with keeps them from becoming a cancer later in life as mine did. But that's why I think God has really helped me. You know, I mean, that's where I, I think that, you know, I did get some counseling when I went through my traumatic experience. and um, But the counseling did give me some tools to coping, you know. But really that spiritual connection of that God puts you through all these experiences to maybe help somebody else. Yeah. Or to, to, and that's why we're talking, maybe this, that what we're talking today might help somebody else. Absolutely. I mean, well, that's yeah. where it's, uh, I don't know. I'm thankful for all those hardships. I'm, and it's hard to thank God for all your, your struggles because that, but that's what makes you, we only get evolved from struggles and pain. That's how you evolve. That's how you become better. Adapt. Well, and, it, and, and if you're humble enough in your journey with Christ, then you know that all those things that you experienced, you were meant to experience that that was all, yeah. it was all preordained. And mm -hmm. so 
you know, that something good has, does have to come out of all of it. And I, I believe it to be true. It, I'm not saying it's easy, but I believe that it makes you who you are and it makes you, um, there's a, a way for you to use it to help others later. Yeah. Yeah. And, Definitely. and Definitely. maybe it's this conversation right here. Maybe it's someone trying to decide between, um, you know, fire and police and, and they're going like, you know, or they already were. And now they're hearing it and they say, Hey, you know what? Maybe I do need to talk to someone about that. Maybe I do need to find an outlet for it. Maybe I do need to open up that, that good book. That's oh, you, book. yeah. You need to show weakness. And that's where when you get older, you sort of let people in, you know, stop, stop holding on to things and actually let people help you. And that's why I've really learned, you know, how many different coaches have you had in your life? A lot. You know, how many instructors yeah. have I had? I mean, it's like you just take a little bit from all of them, but, you know, that's where you keep on developing your team. Yeah. The, and the key with that is, you know, making sure that you select people for your team that have the right interest, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, because, like, even, even with your family, you know, not all family is good family and not all – friends are actually really friends and not all people that you surround yourself with are actually teammates and have your best interest. And I've, I've learned one of the things I've learned over the years is that, uh, it's impossible to have a healthy relationship with an unhealthy person first. And second that, and, and I didn't, I didn't coin this phrase, but I love using it because it is so true. Um, you don't have to light yourself on fire to keep someone else warm. And <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. It's a good one. When I heard that one, it, 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 it struck home because I couldn't tell you how many times in some of the bad relationships I've had where people were not, it was not a symbiotic relationship. It was not, um, uh, working in a way where the relationships were, um, there was more effort going one direction than the other. And yeah. And uh, a lot of taking on one side and a lot of giving on the other, a lot of compromise. And then when you find that you end up compromising yourself and you compromise your values in order to keep a relationship, then you end up sickening yourself and you realize that's not a good relationship. And, it, and you end up not feeling good about yourself in that relationship. And, you know, that's, it, it can be friendships, it can be coworkers, it can, it can be um, a, a bad marriage that you chose to get into that, that uh, didn't work out or you never should have been in the first place. Or in, sometimes it's even with siblings I've, I've noticed. And um, it, it happens throughout, throughout uh, all families, all people, all everyone. It's out there. And sometimes people don't know how to get away from those unhealthy relationships. But it's important. Oh, for sure. No, but then, and that's where this whole mission of life that we're supposed to be the light and lift other people up. And that's where just digging down deep and just finding that. And, and with family and friends, I mean, everybody's going through some struggles. I mean, everybody's, and that's where I was just like trying to stay positive, trying to, people are always going to say negative things of how this world is. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, people are just negative. That's where it's hard for me to even put myself out there on Instagram. I have all these followers, but I see all the negative impact, you know, when Cam posts things, people just hate him for, I don't know what reason. They didn't even know the person. 
Oh, I know. But that's where I'm making it personal. Other than he's getting a message and he's really inspiring a lot of other people, you know. But that's where you focus on the negativity. People are drawn to that. But just try to be the light. You know who the light is. You know who the people that you want to surround yourself with that will lift you up to that next level. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> it should be uncomfortable. Absolutely, you know? it should be. Yeah, yeah. It, and and as far as the negativity, I I I don't get that. The um, and I admire him for it. I admire how he handles. When I say he, I'm talking about Cam. Uh, how he he handles the people that just want to criticize him. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What what could you possibly be criticizing a guy for that's just out there? First off, he he's been he's older than me. He's been married longer than me. Um, he's had a career. He had a dream. He chased it. He has been successful. Um, he put himself on the map. He's self-made. He's his own worst critic. He works harder than anyone else I've seen out there. I guess that's why people hate him. Is that? Yeah, know, it, it really comes down to that. It really people are sitting back and saying, "Just rip him apart for those for that grind." I've never met an individual grinds harder than he is. Yeah. And it's just like, man, run in his shoe for 30 days and see how you like it. How about run in his shoes? How about run his, <laughs> his pace for 30 minutes? You know? Exactly. Yeah. Th- that dude was born to run. Um, he has just recently somebody like criticized his running form or something. And then, so he ended up putting his running form out there. And <laughs> Yeah. He loves that stuff. He's he, like, I'm not changing nothing for nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think he's, his, his form is pretty damn good. He's he's pretty fluid. He has a high turnover. Um, yeah, he ran a hundred miles in twenty two hours. That's I mean, insane. And he runs marathon in under three hours. I mean, he's he's he beat Lance Armstrong. I mean, what else do you need to say in a marathon? Yeah, when he was forty. That's insane. <laughs> so I mean, no, I mean, yeah, he, no, he's just. I mean, I've never met. Uh, uh, and that's where it's just it goes to show you. It's like finding the balance, you know, and that's where. You can still be a stud at 53 years old. It's just that you got to put that grind. You got to put all those components in there. You got to take care of your body. You got to find that balance from the weight training to your running. And he takes care of himself. He doesn't drink any alcohol. He eats clean every single day. He's a machine. He's a machine. Well, I think he also has an amazing ability to control his time. Because Mm -hmm. everything he does is time intensive. Because he still answers to other people. Yeah, no, he has a he has a full time job. I used his gym while we were, all the gyms were closed, and I would show up at his house at seven. I think it was seven or six, and he was already gone to work every single time I showed. I never saw him leaving it. He was always gone early in the morning, six o'clock. He was at work, and he would come at five. I'm at his house at five forty five. We're training until eight o'clock to eight fifteen. Yeah, I mean he's a machine. No, he's a, he's a, he's a machine. That's why it, it it inspires me that I can do more, and I need to put myself out there more. And that's why we're talking right now. I'm putting myself out there to the world. It's like, hey, I want to help everybody. Yeah, everybody needs a little bit of direction. But there's so much fog. Just start finding these variables and start taking care of your health and your kids' health. Yeah, it's. It's important. It's it's the one thing that you can control. You know, it's funny. I always tell my my kids there's only a couple of things you can control in life, and one is attitude, and the other one is your effort. 
um, you know, yeah. a- attitude being reaction to any stressors that come along in your, in your life. And I guess there is one more, you know, you can control, I guess it falls under effort. You can control how much you put into your physical fitness and, you know, your longevity. Um, yeah, it's the most important. I'm just saying, I mean, it's all about quality of life. What kind of life do you want to live? And I want to live it with passion. I want to live it with wherever I can. And I have a two-year-old, so I'm 47 years old. I have a 22-year-old. I have a 19-year-old. Now I have a two-year-old. So my whole training has changed. So when I'm, she's 18, I'm still be able to keep up with her. Yeah. Well, you beat me. So I talk about my, purpose. I had my last one at 41, and I thought I was the insane one. But now, <laughs> you outdid me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we like challenges, right? We love challenges. Yeah. But you know, what's funny is I, I get to retire in anywhere from tomorrow to four years from yesterday. I, <laughs> that, I, and, and hey, I, thank you for your service. I want to say thank you for your service. Oh, that's, man. It's an awesome what you've done for that period of time. That's I, amazing. I, I, thank I you so much. That. I appreciate that. Sometimes I think about it like I've, you know, it has been a grind of 30 years of um, missing a lot and being away yeah. in my family. You know, you know who I want to thank like in that is I, I think about it all the time. My wife and kids, what they gave up for all of this, you know, and like, obviously my kids didn't, you know, like there, I have four kids, you know, 20, 18, 14 and 11. And so not all of them got the full spectrum, but they've lived it. They, you know, they, yeah. they, they've lived it. You know, my oldest, my, my 20 year old boy, um, he's a man, he's, he's not a boy. Um, but my 20 year old son, like we spent time together today, had a meal today and he, he gets it and he knows, and he, 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 he that post I put out last week that we were talking about earlier. Um, yeah. I, I, I haven't told his mom what, what happened yet. And I, I probably won't. Um, cause there's been other near misses in my life. And when I told her of them, it, you know, j- just devastated her, but she, and she's had to weather that storm of getting the phone call and, uh, you know, or like the way she says it, she says, every time you go out the door to go to work, she says, I don't know if I'm ever going to see you again. And, and yeah, that's, and that's real. That's real. That's realistic for, yeah. for everyone that puts on a uniform when you leave your family, they're going through a shitload of stress. It's, it's a quiet stress. You know, uh, my oldest boy told me that, he says, you know, I, I've always feared that you wouldn't come home. And uh, he says, you know, like, it was fu- it, the funny thing is I almost got killed by a bee about a month ago. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was, out, that. I was out running in the middle of nowhere and I got stung by a bee and I had an allergic reaction and I started having trouble breathing and I was still a mile oh. from anywhere. And wow. So I got back to the road, surface roads and, um, called 911. They came, gave me medicines, reversed everything. And so I told, told thank my, goodness you were in good health. Right. Yeah, and, and it was also I mean, it, it also helped that it, he stung me on the bony surface of my shin as I was running through bushes. Mm, so it wasn't yeah. wasn't like it, he didn't get me in an artery. You know, if he got me in an artery, I think I would have been toast. Um, 
but my my oldest kid was like, Dad, if you'd died to a B, I would have been so pissed after all these years. No, no doubt. I've been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the worst way to go. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, yeah. No 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 purpose in that death. No no Yeah, no epic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and then this last That would be the worst. This last one, you know, like uh the whole, you know, air conditioner falling through the roof thing. It uh Yeah. You know, that one was close and 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 he just said he says I don't know who I'd be doing all this like if I lost you I'd, I don't know who I'd be doing my life for. And I said Hey man, I'm I'm going to be a gone eventually. You got to live your life for you. You know, don't don't live for me. I appreciate what you're saying, but I'm already proud of you. I'm I'm proud of who who you were, who you are, and who you're going to be. And you know, I, I that's good that you said that. It's good that you stopped everything. You were in the moment. You just uh, you know, every single moment is a blessing. It really is. Yeah. And that's where it's just, it makes you more appreciative and you're getting to the end of your career. And now you're sort of reflecting on all the stuff that you've went through. So it's great that you're sharing that with your son, you know, and just really being real with him. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. That's awesome. What a and, great moment. And then, and then with my younger ones, cause like, you know, my 11 year old, he's, he's going to be starting high school when I no longer have a job. I'm going to be unemployed. So I, I just, be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. I I just bought him his first bow uh, on on Prime Day. I got him a, a his his first compound bow, and I got him everything. Got a release arrows, tune That's up kit, awesome. and yeah. Uh, so we you're uh, gonna get into hunting with him. We're taking to some awesome spots, man. Oh yeah, yeah. That's gonna be epic. That's gonna be so cool. Yeah. So so my two younger boys got them both bows. My wife got into it. We we were um, invited up to a local San Diego. Uh, ranch here a couple about a month ago and had the opportunity to harvest an animal up there and be introduced to archery and so I bought my I've, I've bought my own bow bought my boys their bows and you know it's it's the uh it's the next adventure for us is uh yeah what a family adventure and there's nothing like bow hunting bow hunting is just so hard just so hard and it's just like so many things can go wrong and i don't know it's hard work it is hard work yeah well i'm looking forward to but it like that's, you, that's 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 it's it's a no it's a great obstacle to pursue to overcome mm-hmm mm-hmm have you like uh uh went in that you spent a few nights in the woods yeah, I grew up. I grew up in the woods and hiking and camping and. Oh, so you've been in deep in the woods. You you live and breathe it for four or five days. Yeah, yeah, I've done. Uh, That's awesome. That's the only way to do it. I, I did. I did a good uh, ten day off the grid trip when I was younger. Um, <laughs> right, a real adventure. Yeah, yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, out in the middle of nowhere, living off the land. You know, supplementing mm-hmm. your food by fishing and getting water and boiling it, you know, just awesome. It's making you tough. Yeah. You know, I think that's lost on a lot of kids nowadays. I don't think there's a whole lot of people doing that anymore. Uh, no, not, no, it's definitely, uh, like exercising and those things. It's like a, almost a lost art almost. Yeah. I mean, that's why we really need to change the ship direction and, get people to change their mindset 
Yeah. Well, life's so easy now. Why, why would anyone want to go do something hard? <laughs> why not? <laughs> well, that's, that, that's how I look at things. I like, I like challenges, you know, like when someone says, I bet you can't do that here. Hold, hold my drink. I'll be right back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let, let me take a shot at that. <laughs> it might take me three tries, but I'll, I'll eventually get it. Yeah. As long as, as long as I don't throw my hip out, you know, I'm going after it, but has your body been holding together pretty well or do you have very many injuries? This, the last two years has been bad. Um, I'm dealing with an arthritic shoulder. Um, I was a throwing athlete. Uh, so I've got a lot of wear and tear in there. And then also, you know, the young, you know, heavy lifting, it hasn't been mm-hmm. good. So, you know, everyone, everyone when they're young wants to bench press over 300 pounds. And then you find out in life that doesn't apply to anything. You know, right? Yeah, no, no one's ever uh, bench pressing a, a three hundred pound anything in any job, unless yeah. maybe, unless no maybe job. like an offensive lineman or something. But um, yeah, a little brief moment, but that's not the norm. Yeah, so that's not the normal to things. Yeah, I understand. Uh, but I've got that. And then I've had had both my knees scoped out, torn meniscectomies. Um, had my hip partially dislocated. Uh, I don't know exactly what it was, but the, the chiropractor put it back in, said it was like outside of the labrum. And of course I was still running on it. And I just thought I had something wrong that I could fix on my own. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so maybe when you're retiring, you spend a little more time on doing some recovery and stuff and putting, trying to get that body to not have so much pain and discomfort. That's been the biggest Do you get thing. massages? Do you get massages or stretch very much? Uh, I, well, I, I, I've put into my, um, I bought into something called GoWad, and um, it you, you take a monthly stretching test, and awesome. and then it um, you choose like how much time you want to stretch a day, eight, fifteen, twenty two minutes, and it focuses on all your weakness range of motion, and it's, oh, that's cool. It's been helping me tremendously. It's it's a great app. It's like four dollars a month and like fifty dollars a year to like have mobility. That's that's a no brainer uh-huh. to me. No brainer. And yeah, there's a, I mean, stretching is probably the most overlooked area of fitness. I, I would definitely, nobody has time for it. You know, I don't have time to stretch until you blow your knee out, your shoulder out. Then you're like, well, I guess I'll stretch for the next six months. Well, I think the problem is with, with people in, in, in the, the public service trades, you know, like they're always doing max effort with no warm up. right? Exactly. They wake up in the middle yep. of the night, they get out of the car, they jump out of a plane. There's no warm up. You know, no you, you fast rope onto a building, kick in a door. There, it's like, no, hey, hold hold my rifle. I'm gonna like stretch real quick before I kick in that door. You know, it, there's nothing. And that's like, why I always train before I worked. Yeah, that's why I, you know, before I went to work, and no matter what shift I did, I would go train. So I was already loose and ready to go when I went to work. And you know, very few law enforcement officers actually do that. Oh yeah, no, it, I was like the one percent. I mean. It's still like the five percent. It was. It was. It was. Uh, and and those. I mean, those are the ones that are the soldiers out there. And it's just a priority, you know. I'm not saying that no, all of them are training, but it's just a high stress when you get done with work. It's like last thing you want to do is maybe you know feel that discomfort again in a different way. But I don't know. It just helped me relieve it or be able to handle the next day. Yeah. Like, okay, I can let a little energy out here. I can get my mind distracted for an hour. 
and then or two hours or whatever that is, and then I could function for the next day. It was sort of my coping mechanism. Yeah. Well, I think that's the biggest thing for me is that, you know, the working out, whether it's running, working out. And the other thing I really like doing, which really only applies to, I don't know if I'll continue to do it when I'm no longer employed, um, but I like to do metabolic conditioning of uh, about 20 to 30 minutes at a time of max effort, like 40 seconds of max effort, 20 second break, moving to a different station. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, I use a lot of the um, the Concept2 rowers, the assault bikes, stairs, sandbags, kettlebells, um, box jumps, like all those things like those just, and I try to always hit the three ranges of motion in them. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a simulation of, of, of a working incident, you know? And, yeah. And, um, you know, knowing that like you can actually get through 30 minutes of max effort of breathing hard and your heart rate up and just being able to function, you know, so many people, uh, heart, heart attack was like number one killer on the fire ground for decades. Um, and more people were dying on the fire ground from that than from being trapped, burned, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately now suicide is the number one killer uh, in the fire service. And, and it's, it all goes back to what we were talking about earlier that, you know, full circle of, you know, the wellness and taking care of yourself and making sure that, um, that you don't get consumed in the flame of other people's problems, you know, cause like, yeah. you know, you, you wear those problems, you, you know, no one, no one is able to forget the stuff that leaves an impact. Um, and so on. So all of it's an impact. Every single situation is a little thumbprint into your life. Yeah. You know, every single reaction. And most of the times when we're, when you're showing up, it's not like a happy experience that, you know, it's something that's happening. Yeah. You're, not, you're not getting called to birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not that way. So, and, and that's where it's just, it's constant, you know, it's just constant. And that's where the, you know, emotional, spiritual, and physical connection, you have to have a balance in there. Yeah. And if you don't work on yourself, and you do, if you don't work on the spiritual side, the mental side, the physical side, it's going to eat you up. It's, it's going to tear you yeah, down. Yeah, it's not stable. It's not stable. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to have cracks, and you got to build the armor so it's strong. Yeah. So you're always adding to it. Yeah. Always adding to it. Yeah, I like that, building the armor. It's like, mm-hmm. I like that a lot. So just think about, I mean, that, that hit training, the high intense training, it's, you, you're running your race car hard down that track. So you're just running everything. You know, you're running your car. You're seeing, well, how, what can you do in the mile? It's still good. But the main thing is that you just got to listen to your body when you get older. Listen to it. Pay attention. Make sure you warm up really well before you do that high intense training. You don't need, there's no reason to show off to anybody anymore. Right. You know what I mean? There's the ego goes out of the equation. You just need is like, this is my moment. This is my time. I'm going to get my heart up to 170 beats. I'm going to keep it there for 10, 12, 15 minutes or 30 minutes. And then I'm going to back it back down. There's a lot of different ways of getting your heart up there. You know what I mean? That's what it really comes down to. You're running your heart and however you can get it there. And it's the less impact, the less room for injuries and prevention because now it's fighting for quality of life for your life. And that's why I don't do crazy things anymore. I mean, I mean, I still do some crazy things, but there's, there's some caution in there because I have had a major injury 
and I couldn't walk for six months. So I still have that in the back of my mind. I was like, man, I don't want to be blowing my knee out for something I shouldn't be doing. There's some caution in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, um, I really like the, the methodology you and Cam have been using to lift. The, yeah, nobody else is really focusing on endurance training. I, I mean, I'm digging it. I've been using it, and uh, I'm, I've been building my routines, and I'm you know putting them in my uh, uh, my fitness pal. You know, you, you can mm-hmm. build, build routines in there, and I'm, I'm I'm calling them Outlaw One, Outlaw Two, Outlaw Three. How many have we done? Oh, uh, the, how many different workouts have we done? Oh, you you've done so many. Um, <laughs> like it, 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 it always changes, which. You know, I, I love your creativity on, on all those and the variability. And then just the way you, I mean, I got to be honest, you're a great cameraman. <laughs> you're, oh. you're, you're in there interviewing. Cam, Cam doesn't think so. Sometimes I get too close. He's like, dude, you're way too close. Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to get the perfect shot, brother. <laughs> yeah, get closer. Just get him, get, him, get him to be pissed off one time just for me. Just go, oh, that was, that was, that was for Kevin at Tier 1. Oh, sometimes I do do that. That's that's the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that that endurance that endurance weight training, I love it. Mm-hmm. it it's yeah, it's so much fun, and it's I, I find I mean, everybody I've, can do it. Yeah, and I've been finding I've been getting more out of it personally. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's like the it's like an overlooked area. Of, in life that we're doing things, repetition, repetition, repetition. And you can do those, still do the same thing. You're still fatiguing the muscle. It just might take a little bit longer. Yeah. And it's all about channeling blood through different muscle groups and making that heart confused. And, and it's really build toughness too, that endurance training. And really that's what we're trying to build is overall toughness. So when you haven't slept in two days, you can pull off of that discomfort that you're used to. Yeah, and that's what. And I nothing like. gets it there. Nothing gets it there quicker than weight training. Weight training gets it there like instantly, with running or things you can find your groove. Unless you're really running up steep hills, and then you're right into it right away. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a. It's, I mean, we've been doing it for eleven years, and we're still evolving. And we're still changing. I mean, the older we're getting, the the weight has reduced a little bit, but it's we're we're training for that endurance purpose, you know, and over 11 years, we've just, we've changed a lot. And that's why we do a lot more recovery. I send him him to get hydration, you know, those internal mechanisms, yeah. keeping his body sound. Yeah. Sleep too. Sleep's huge. Yeah. But he doesn't sleep much. I mean, sleep is always a, a hard factor with Cam and but he, he just runs on very little sleep. So that's one of the factors, but, I can tell when he doesn't get like a good week's sleep, you know, uh, but that's always one of those factors that he, you know, he struggles with is that recovery. Yeah. But he does, but he does just fine. I mean, he's, he's running today with 110. That's insane. I, I, I went too many years with sleep deprivation with broken sleep through work and it, it really messed up, uh, it messed up my mind or anything else. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I think, you know, cause I stopped dreaming for a good four to five years and thank God I got out of that mess. And, um, mm-hmm. I'm at a place now like, like, uh, 
when I started dreaming again, it woke me up in the middle of the night. It was so vivid. It shocked me. And I dream every night. There's something happening. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Men were working graveyards and swing shifts. And, you know, those are just not normal for you working graveyards. No. That's one of the hardest shifts ever. Yeah. Yep. And it messes with your, it messes with your body. And it, and it, it, I, I, I think it has to do something to your blood chemistry because Mm -hmm. if you're not getting, uh, deep REM sleep, then, your organs aren't cleaning out your blood from toxins and the toxins build up and then it clouds your thought process. And I I'm convinced that you end up being paranoid when you do sleep deprivation, but that, well, that, yeah, your body just starts shutting down a lot of different areas. But that was, I mean, I did a 24 hour race and, and when, you know, in the middle of the night, you just, you can't focus. I mean, there's just no energy. Your body's just tanking. Your performance suffers. I mean, it's, it's all about finding a balance, but also finding that groove, you know, that you have. But I work pretty function. I functional pretty good off six hours. If I can get six hours, I can do pretty good off the day. When I get down to three hours, four hours, I might struggle a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Get your sleep if you can. Good luck. I hope you can get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the best <laughs> I can now. So. You can be retired. You can have naps. That's right. Well, power nap almost every day, you know. That's, <laughs> there you go. That's one thing I have learned, be able to shut down and go to sleep anywhere, anytime. That's, that's a valuable skill. That's a gift. It, it is. It's a, you, anyone can learn it. You just got to gotta focus on it. You got you to gotta find being tired. A lot of people don't know how, how uh, I would say most people do not work hard enough to actually be tired. <laughs> that's true that is probably true do you know what tired really means what yeah, it feels like do you know what it really feels like, like <laughs> you know so anyway hey buddy we're pushing on an hour and a half and it's Sunday man what time flies we're talking about that's great i know well we we can do more another time um sounds good but eric i i can't tell you how much i appreciate you coming on, on the podcast for me. Cause I know you really don't want to be out there too much. Um, but I appreciate it. I, I really have enjoyed getting to know you and I wanted other people to have a chance to get to know you. And, uh, it's curious to me, the one thing being a law enforcement officer, where did outlaw strength come from? Uh, well, so, um, when I stepped away from law enforcement, you know, that's a, that's a profession. That's a career. Yeah. And, and that's a, I mean, I was making great money, great retirement. I mean, I was set. I was, I was halfway through my career. You know, if I would have stayed in, I would have been retired right where you are. Yeah. And, um, people don't step away from careers. People don't really follow, uh, step away and try to do what their God's calling them. So I sort of felt like I was an outlaw. I was going, uh, going against the groove. Because everybody else did, you, you just keep doing it, and I made the decision of stepping away. So that's where Outlaw came in. It was like, oh, I'm stepping away from a profession, trying to live my dream of helping others in the fitness industry and uh, helping people take control of their health and trying to teach them how to do it the right way. And it's, that's a hard. It's a hard career to get into just to sell health. I mean, oh, to have to actually sit down and, and talk with somebody to say, hey, I'm going to make you healthier. It's going to take a while, but we're going to get you there. You know, I mean, uh, 
other than just showing up and I've always been the grinder. I just show up for time. I'm going to punch in. I'm going to do my work. I'm going to go home and decompress, train. I'll come back and do it again. Yeah. So that's where I just decided to say outlaw strength, you know, and, and sort of like a, who cares about Eric McCormick, but outlaw, oh, that has a good little ring to it. You know, it's, it, it, I think it, first off, I have so much respect for people who step out in faith and listen to the inner voice. Um, another one of my friends, law enforcement officer, um, he's been on my show, Kiahi Thompson runs uh, Brass Half Full. He just left law enforcement. It'll be official by the time this episode comes out. Um, SWAT officer, former LAPD, and just the direction everything came from with the current political climate and the and the current Department of Justice and ATF program, so many changes were coming down the pipe that he just he prayed about it and God told him this is no longer where you're going and he stepped out and he's going a different direction. So, yeah. I my my hats off to anyone that listens and steps out in faith and an homage to the original outlaw, Jesus Christ, outlaw, mm-hmm. outlaw strength. I love, well, I love it. it, dude. You just went to a whole different level. Look at that. Damn. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> such, a, such a cool name for a company. It's totally cool. So anyway, buddy, we let's wrap this up. I know you got kiddos there at home, and um, you gave me an hour and a half of your busy schedule. I, I wish we had oh, been Kevin, able to I, I, up, but when you're in town, but w- another time. Oh, I'm definitely gonna come back to San Diego. Uh, we're, we'll definitely hit up when I get back, and we'll get a training session when, we get, when I get there. Absolutely, and I, I want to come up your way. You know, when I'm when I'm retired and I'm driving yeah. around in my Sprinter van, you know, yeah, I'll come up. We'll there do Pisca. And, we'll do the gym. Yeah, introduce you. Maybe have introduce you to Cam. Get a workout with him. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be sick. And then uh, yeah. I could shoot at twenty yards. He can shoot at seventy yards. <laughs> more like more like two seventy or whatever he shoots at three hundred yards. Oh, it's insane! <laughs> you, you know, it's it's funny how like on Instagram right now everyone is like shooting bows, and it it's a lot harder than it looks. People, you know, it's you know hitting the, hitting uh, that that dice and hitting the the bull on it from twenty, forty, sixty yards. That's that's hard, you know. Oh yeah, he's put his reps in. He's he. Uh, that's his trait. That's his handgun. I mean, that's what he works with every day. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty awesome. I get to see it like firsthand. I mean, it's legit, ladies and gentlemen. He is uh, an amazing shot. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I I uh, I'm currently building on my accuracy at 20 yards right now. So. Start there, buddy. Start there. Don't worry. Elk are pretty big animals. Just let you know. They're pretty big. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that chapter of my life. And, and uh, I'm glad that we've become friends. And I, I'm glad that we got an opportunity to get your story out to people. And I hope it helps somebody. I, ho- I hope. Yeah, that, definitely. That, you know, your five components of, of uh, wellness. I hope that rings true for people. I hope people stop thinking that they can put, uh, you know, kerosene into a Ferrari engine, 
you know, it's just, yeah. God made you, you know, this amazing car. I had actually used that exact analogy with my son that's way into cars. I said, you know, like if you had your dream car, what would it be? And he told me, I said, well, would you put, would you change the oil and put quality gas in it? He says, yeah. And I said, well, you yeah, need- I change the tires, make sure you get shocks and suspension, make the interior nice. Yeah. Wax it all the time, wash it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's your machine. It's what you're stuck with all the time. And I mean, start taking care of it. And that's where these five concepts that sort of came to me over 33 years of training. This is like, okay, these find your balance in these guys. If you get the balance in these, you will actually up your grade, maybe two grades if you're really disciplined, but definitely start recording what you're doing and understanding what you're doing. Stop guessing, stop going off the feel start actually using science and what's available out there makes it so much easier. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, that's, that's a, you know what? It it takes work. It's not easy, but you got to invest in yourself. Eric, you have so much great advice, words of wisdom. I love it. It's awesome. Thanks so much for having me on your show. You bet. Hey, let's, let's tell people where people can find you. Uh, Yeah. If you can uh, contact me on outlawstrength.net. Or look me up on Instagram, it's Outlaw Strength, and you can look up on Cam's feed, and I'm always the little camera guy. Yeah, um, yeah. if you ever need any direction and help, I want to be a part of your team. Uh, I'd like to steer you in that right direction. I'm here to help you in any way I can. So reach out to me. I'd love to help you in your fitness journey. Well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm going to be hitting you up for some more training advice myself. So Awesome. I can't wait. Well, Eric, you enjoy that that uh, incredible weather you're having up there, 110 degrees <laughs> in the middle of Oregon. I thought all it did was rain up there. Uh, it has, but no, it's like scorching hot. Yeah. Well, I'm going to continue enjoying the weather you just visited. And, oh, it's uh, amazing. San Diego's ridiculous. It's you know it's it's great weather, and I'm going to stop there because there's a lot of things going on here that it just people you. you you don't want to know what's going to happen to San Diego in the next 10 years. It's going to be horrible. So go visit this year. Get out there. Yeah, get out and come visit as quick as you can because in 10 years it won't be anything like this. <laughs> it'll, it won't be safe. So It's not safe now at all. It's amazing. So America's dangerous. And also, also out there, thank those public service agents, you know, the police, the firefighter. Go up to them and say, thank you for your service. I mean, I, when I was a cop, I only had five people come up to me and thank me for what I did. It really does make an impact to them. Say, thank you for what you do. Thanks for standing up against evil and helping me with my hardest time. You know, so just one other thing I want to say out there. You know, you're right. Like, hardly anyone ever thinks. You know, here, here, check this one out. This is This is going to blow you away. I've pulled three live people out of burning buildings like literally found them unconscious and pulled them out not one of them ever came back and thanked me see i mean that's that's hard can you believe that no i I think about that all the time but i i did you should i did get thanked once by a lady that was cutting uh hair next to my kid getting a haircut and she recognized me and she stared at me and it was it was the most, I was standing there with my wife and I'm getting weirded out. This 
lady staring at me and finally she stops cutting hair and she walks over and she says, are you a fireman? I said, yeah. She says, I've been looking for you for like two years. I was like, oh boy, this is going to be good right in front of my wife. And uh, she says, you saved my kid's life. And she described it and, and uh, I had completely forgotten about the instance and it was um, a kid who was having a severe uh, asthma attack and was going into respiratory arrest and she told me about it, and, and like it was so cool to be thanked like that. It was yeah, right. It was amazing. I mean, you're a human being. Yeah. I mean, you're doing things that are are meaningful. And, and there in the heat, and that's where I was a soldier. I was a soldier in battle every single day. Yeah. You have to put your mindset of you know thinking about having to harm another human being. That has to be your mindset. You can't hesitate. You can't change. So, I mean, just thank them for what their service, their job is to protect and serve you. So, I mean, I, I love my men in blue. I mean, I, I'm, it was the best thing I ever did. It was the hardest thing I ever did. But I, I never actually had people thank me. So every time I see a police officer, I'm like, hey, thank you for your service. Thank you, a firefighter, paramedic. They are all just serving people. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, thank you for what you have done, Eric, and thank you for what you continue to do. Um, you're truly a humble man, and you're truly a servant of others, and I appreciate it. So thank you for having been on the show. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. God bless, it, buddy. buddy. Same to you, pal.